Jesus. We bless you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're grateful for the presence of the Lord in this place. Amen. Thank you, praise and worship team. God is so good. Amen. Thank you, Brother Emmy, for leading us in that song. Some of you don't know that Brother Emmy just put out a new album. And so you can look it up in Spotify and YouTube and uh, get more of what the Lord is doing through him. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, this week, I want to remind you that today we start our consecration. We are on an eight-day consecration from today to next Sunday. Uh, go to our website and let you know the instructions of the consecration, whether you're doing a Daniel fast or you're giving up one meal a day or two meal a day or, or fasting uh, requires uh, you giving up food. I know there's media fasting and, and, and all sorts of other kinds of fasting, uh, but fasting involves food, and so we want you to, as we uh, proceed in really consecrating ourselves as a congregation, which means to set apart for God, uh, God is going to do something new in this season. Um, before I continue, I'm just grateful also for uh, the many individuals who uh, spoke while I was away from the church, um, my wife, Lady Carmen, Elder Anita, uh, Sister Maria Lawrence, uh, interviewing uh, Superintendent of the Cambridge Police Department, Christine Elo, Brother Chris Hope, and also Brother Troy Van Morris. And last Sunday, an amazing word from uh, Brother Danny Tao. And speaking of Brother Danny Tao, we have a question for our uh, children, 17 years old and under. Um, of course, first two people to respond to this question gets a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. And so the question of the week is last week, uh, Danny Tao, Brother Danny Tao spoke about three Ps. There were three Ps that were the main point of his sermon. So uh, if you, uh, 17 years old and under, if you can respond to the email address on the screen, the first two who respond will get a gift card. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Well, let's bow our heads. Uh, Father, I pray that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit and power, that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Green but in power of God. I pray, God, that you would be a witness to my word with signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to your will. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our heart be enlightened so that we know, so that we know the hope of your calling in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, um, we're in a very um, challenging season, and uh, the best thing that we believe we can do is pray. Uh, this week, we will be in uh, 
Uh, we've already started in a season of intense prayer. Uh, we, on September 11th, from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., the midnight prayer team was here on the premises uh, uh, just praying that God would really do something special on this Sunday morning. In addition to that, uh, this morning, uh, we have the prophetic prayer team here praying for this service because I, I really believe, and it was something that Troy Van Voris said when he ministered, that we're in a season where we need you as a congregation, uh, wherever, whether you are a part of Pentecostal Tabernacle or you are just, uh, just so happen to be tuning into our YouTube channel, uh, we, we need you, we need all of us to experience an encounter with the Holy Spirit. It, it is not enough to hear a good message. It is not enough to hear good singing. We need to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. That's the, he is the only one who can bring change. And, and the fastest way to have an encounter is to create an atmosphere of prayer. So we have people on premises right now that are praying for this service, that God would speak to you, that God would, that you will have a transformative encounter with the Holy Spirit this afternoon. If you want that, could you just put a thumbs up in the chat or just lift your hands wherever you are to give God some praise. So this week, we're really focusing on prayer. I really believe that God is saying, I need my house to become a house of prayer. So this week, though we're not going to be praying here, we have three different times of prayer. We have 6 a.m. prayer every month, every day, Monday through Friday, and then it's at 7 a.m., on Saturday morning, we have midnight prayer uh, starting uh, Monday night all the way through Friday night. Midnight prayer that starts at, of course, midnight. And then on Tuesday, which is, although we're in consecration and prayer and fasting all week, for this church, Tuesday is our day of fasting. And we have our social justice prayer time. All of those are on Zoom. You can look at our website. And that begins at 1 p.m. every Tuesday. I want to encourage you. I, 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 uh, Danny Tao spoke about, said something that was really powerful, and I really believe it's where God has us, and that is we need to reimagine church. Reimagine church. We're in a new season. Church is totally different, as was shared many times, where many of you, there are more before COVID 19. Uh, there were more people in the building than who were watching virtually, and now it's switched where there's more people out virtually watching uh, our service, participating in our service, than are here. And so we want to encourage you. Uh, uh, I'm imagining what if this week at least one morning service, just one, one 6 a.m. service, what if we had 100 people joining in prayer, lifting our voices to the Lord. Uh, all of our prayer times have taken off like crazy. I, I mean, we, we're averaging anywhere between 35 or 40 people who come on morning prayer, 6 a.m. prayer. 
midnight prayer, just this past midnight prayer, we had 24 people on midnight prayer and social justice prayer people. Are, I mean, what's happening is that one of the blessings of this season is that the prayer level has increased in this church. And I really believe that God is setting, my God, I believe God is setting us up and other churches up for revival. And when I mean revival, I mean an in-sweep of souls coming into the kingdom of God. I, I have this, I have this uh, pen, you may be wondering what this pen is. This pen uh, says the kingdom of God, being about the kingdom of God, the kingdom mentality. And what makes this really precious to me is that Miles Monroe personally gave me this pen. And you know he passed away. But it, it reminds me that we're not about church. We're about the kingdom of God. And so I want to encourage you to take place to take part in this consecration because it's going to change your life. And what and you may say, well, what are we consecrating for? We are, one of the main things we're consecrating for, and I really feel like God wants to birth twins in our church. He wants to birth an increase in our faith and an increase in our trust. An increase in our faith and our increase in our trust because where he's about to take us, we're going to need a greater level of faith and a greater level of trust. Praise the name of the Lord. And so uh, I, I want to speak a series. I don't want to discourage you, but I want to prepare you. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking a fall series, uh, and the fall series I'm speaking is winter is coming. Winter is coming. I mean, Hard times are coming. Uh, during this fall season, I'm going to speak a series called Winter is Coming and using Joshua as, as our case study. So you may want to start reading about Joshua's life, not the book of Joshua, but Joshua's life. Some of you may not even know that Joshua was not his birth name. <laughs> yeah. His name when he was born was not Joshua. God strategically changed his name to Joshua. We'll talk about that. And then I want to uh, speak on an interesting word that the Lord is dropping in my heart. It's a prophetic word, uh, particularly, and I, I've, I've never done this before, but, I, but the Lord said, this is what you need to do. I, I'm, I'm going to speak a word uh, to black women. This is a word to black women. And the case study is going to be on Ruth. And you may say, well, what is it about black women? I believe this is a season where God is going to release blessings on black women in particular. And I'm not saying he's not going to be, just because you're not black doesn't mean he's not going to bless you. And it's not my subtle way of saying that Kamala Harris is going to eventually be vice president. So get all that out of your mind. This is just about God saying, I want you to speak a word of blessing and encouragement for particularly black women. And you'll get that later on as why. And then we're going to end up the season which on the, the topic speaking on the topic of biblical justice. Biblical justice. And we're going to be using uh, Job as our case study. And then, of course, by the, that time, December, we'll be into the Christmas season. So if you want to get a head start, begin to meditate on the life of Joshua 
meditate on the life of Ruth. There's a whole book about her life and meditate on the life of Job. Praise the Lord. Is God good? Amen. Um, winter's coming. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I want to talk about faith and trust. That's what this series is about. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, and also Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Now, this is, and I'm reading from the ES, ESV version. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given you Jericho into your hand. See, I have given you Jericho into your hand. I want to speak to you on the subject part one of winter is coming, faith and trust. Faith and trust. If you remember, uh, this is back to school Sunday, and I want to, I'm not going to so much pray over uh, students and teachers, as I'm going to give you a tool that I, I believe is going to change your life in this season. But if you remember, when we did graduation Sunday, towards the end of uh, May, we talked about the fact that there's a label that's been given to this generation, uh, and it's a cover of magaz Time magazine, and they labeled you Generation Pandemic, Generation pandemic. And I, I'm just encouraging you not to accept that label. The devil is a liar. John 8 verse 44 says the devil is a liar. But, uh, and, and, and what God is saying is that hard times are coming. Doesn't matter. I know many of us uh, are probably putting our hopes in a change of administration at the White House, but I'm, I'm here to let you know that no matter who gets elected as president of this country, it's going to get bad. And, and I know some of you are like, oh my goodness, could, no. I didn't want to wake up and watch service to hear bad news. I want to let you know that, that though hard times are coming, God is going to use these hard times to make a distinction between his people and people who don't belong to him so that his people in the midst of the pandemic is going to be blessed. Can you lift your hands and praise the Lord right now? We're already experiencing it. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I want to be honest with you. Can I be transparent? This has been, my, my summer started basically with the death of my father from COVID-19 and it ended with my uh, my nephew is 40 years old. He was the ring bearer of, my, of, my, of our wedding. Uh, it ended with him dying of a heart attack. This has been a tough season uh, for, for me. Uh, I have never done this. I don't think I've ever done this where two weeks ago I literally sat with my wife and I said, I I'm not sure, honey, if, if maybe my time is up as pastoring this church. I, I'm not sure if I'm the person who to take this church into the new into the new place where God wants to take us. I'm not, I'm not sure 
if, if God it wants me to, to help our church get through this pandemic of uh, COVID-19 as well as the racial pandemic and the economic turmoil, I, I'm not sure if I'm the one. Maybe, hey, I'm going to be 62. Maybe, you know, this is my 25th year pastoring. Maybe this is it. And, and I, I had, a, had a serious conversation with my wife about, God, what do you want me to do? Uh, and part of it, yes, is, is because I, I felt like I was being hit with, with life and, and discouraged and, and maybe even sinking into depression. And, and my point is, is that, uh, that I understand where we are and, and how you're feeling. As a matter of fact, oh, I, I want us to press pause because when I gave that message back in the end of May, from the end of May until today, 92,000 people have lost their lives through COVID-19. 92,000 people have lost their lives. The city of Cambridge right now has 115,000 people as a population. That means probably that by the time the election comes, just from the end of May, just from the end of May to the election, picture the entire city of Cambridge, everybody dead. Not only that, but we just commemorated the three to 5,000 people, maybe even more because of the after effects of individuals who lost their lives during the crash of 9-11. They're, they're, and then on top of that, if you've been watching the news, the fire devastation that's taken place in California, where the fires are so bad that it's even darkening the city of San Francisco. These are some dire times, folks. And I want to press pause because sometimes we see these numbers, and it can be so overwhelming that we forget that these numbers affect real people. Real people are dying. Real people are losing their lives. Real people are having their lives totally turned into an upheaval. And so I want you to join me in prayer right now. I want you to stop Stop chatting on the line. I want you to pause from maybe eating a meal or eating a snack or whatever you're doing. And I want, I want us to pray as if we're the ones who lost everything in the fire. I want you to pray as if we're the one who lost a loved one in 9-11. I, I knew a woman in New York. She lost her brother in 9-11. I want you to pray as if you're the one who lost somebody due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Father, 
we come before you. And in this year of believe, we grab hold of Jehoshaphat's prayer in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 8, where he says, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Lord, even as we were singing the song of the blessing, tears were coming down my eyes because there are millions of people who are not feeling blessed. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would be, as Paul said, the God of all comfort. Those who have lost loved ones during this pandemic, those who have lost everything economically due to the economic pandemic that's taken place, due to the fires that have taken place, those who are, who are still traumatized due to what happened at, during 9-11 in the year 2001. We, we pray, Lord, in your name that you would release your Holy Spirit, who is called the Comforter, and strengthen your people for this season that we are in and this season that we're entering into. God, you are the strength of our lives, and we trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. The, the, the word faith is a, is a Greek word, and one of the technical definitions of the word faith is simply this. Faith is confident belief in the trustworthiness of God that does not rely on positive proof or material physical evidence, meaning that I believe God whether I see it I don't see it. Faith is seeing unseen realities. It, it, you can't see it physically. You can't see the thing physically, but you know it's there. And, and I want to I wanna concentrate on the word substance because um, I really believe that one of the reasons why we're not seeing God do more is because we are not using the substance of things hoped for, the substance of things hoped for. This word substance, and Elder Ken uh, mentioned this uh, a few uh, months ago when he was ministering, that this word substance is a word um, that though the New Testament was written in Greek, this word substance that we use, it's an English word that is derived from a Latin word, uh, substia, and this word substia, uh, sorry, this word substance, sorry, is a Latin word materia from which we get our English word material. So faith is the building material for the thing we're hoping for. In other words, if the thing that you're hoping for, you and I are required to build it and we have the material to build the thing we're hoping for. Are you with me so far? Now this word, so when you say, what's the building material? Again, because this word uh, material, it means building material, it means stuff. So when you want to build the thing you're hoping for, you need material to build it. Now, Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that appreciate their tongue shall eat the fruit that is produced from their tongue. Are you following me so far? Now, you may say, what does this have to do with 
faith. What does this have to do with Joshua? Now fast forward to Joshua. God says to Joshua, the text says, now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. Nobody could get out. Nobody can come in. And God says to uh, Joshua, see, I'm about to give Jericho into your hand. I'm about to give Jericho into your hand. The, the name Joshua means the Lord is salvation or the Lord delivers. God's about to deliver something into your hand, but you've got to be able to understand that the way he delivers it into your hand is through your tongue. What are you saying, Bishop? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. God says, see, I'm going to give Jericho into your hand. That word power and the word, the word power in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, follow me here, and the word hand in Joshua chapter 6, verse 2, they are the same Hebrew word, yad, which means hand. Y-A-D means hand. So what, so what Proverbs 6, verse 2 is saying, death and life are in the power of the hand. In other words, your tongue works as the hand of God creating the thing that you're hoping for. Lord, have mercy. What are you saying, Bishop? We are created in the image of God. And the way God created the heaven and the earth is that he used words. And because we are created to imitate God, our words are powerful enough to create the thing that we're hope for, hoping for. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3 says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed, the worlds were framed, the world was completed, the world was arranged, the world was put in order by the words of God, word of God, so that things that are made were not made by things that do appear. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 2 to 3 says, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, meaning there was nothing there. And then the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, and it was so. In other words, the thing you are hoping for is not there, but God expects you to speak his word, and his word works as the hand of God creating the thing you're hoping for. Lord have mercy. If you could get that, I, I, when, again, when people ask me, how did the church get filled? How did PT South and PT North get filled? And I said, what we did was we spoke to the empty pews. We released the word to the empty pew for the people we were hoping to come. So every Tuesday when we would pray, we would say, empty pew, you are filled with people. You must release the word of the Lord. And the devil will try to make you think that the word of God is not powerful. But Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Join him marrow and the word is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart John chapter 1 verse 1 says in the beginning was the word 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning of God. All things were made by the Word, Jesus Christ. And without the Word was not anything made that was made. And that's why so many times the devil will try to keep you the devil. The word devil means a slanderer, a liar. He keeps you from memorizing the Word because he knows how powerful the Word of God is. God said to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12, my Word will I hasten to perform it. He said to Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10 and 11, he says, my Word shall not return unto me void. And yet, we don't speak the word. And then we wonder why we have nothing. Joshua understands that I've crossed over into my promised land, like many of you. I've crossed over my promised land, and instead of receiving blessings, I now have a wall so high that it's keeping me out of the thing that God has for me. I want to get a job, but this wall of COVID-19, this wall of economic turmoil is keeping me out of what God has for me. But I, I'm here to tell you that God is saying to this church, if we would raise the level of the, of the prayer environment, of the prayer atmosphere, we're going to see miracles. Let, let me put it this way. Moses prophesied to Egypt that there was going to be 10 plagues. The power of that prophetic word was that the plagues came to Egypt, but it did not affect or destroy the people of God. Elijah prophesied a famine for three years in Egypt. I'm not Egypt, in Israel. The, which means that the famine that he prophesied affected everybody, including him, except God fed him through unlikely sources. I'm here to tell you that God, Lord, Lord, I'm here to tell you that in the midst of this pandemic, there are people in this church that are getting blessed. Lord have mercy. Ah, 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 my goodness. In fact, this past week, uh, two of our young people in their 20s, I won't say who they are, they got their dream jobs. Not just some, some you know, little job, which any job will do right now, but they got their dream jobs. We have another one, a uh, single mom, just bought a house. Uh, even during this pandemic, my my brother-in-law, who was away from the Lord for 40 years, came back to the Lord. Even during this pandemic, my, my nephew, who passed away during the pandemic, he came back to Jesus. So I know I'm going to see him again. God is going to prove during the pandemic. See, oh my goodness. You see, it's easy when things are going well and everybody's blessed and nobody needs God, but God is going to show you that in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of trial, in the midst of all hell breaking loose, he's about to show the world that his arm is not too shot to reach for you. Thank, come on, give him a praise right now. Give him a praise right now. You don't realize how powerful the word is. It is the word of God that 
translated your life from hell to heaven. Paul says, oh my Lord, this is my last point. Paul says in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, we don't really read it where he says, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because the gospel of Christ is the power of God. The gospel of Christ is the power of God to bring you to salvation. How did you get saved? You got saved by speaking the word. Romans chapter 10. There is power, if the, oh my good Lord have mercy. If the word can, if the word can get you out of hell, it can certainly get you into a blessing. The challenge is, Will you speak the word? The challenge is, will you speak the word? And so what I want to do, I'm I'm finished with my message, but I want to remind you, winter is coming. Hard times are coming, but they don't have to turn your life into an upheaval. And yes, in my, in my struggle and in trying to right the ship of my life, I, I have found that once I get back into the word, God begins to do what he's going to do. And so I want to give you a tool. It's, it's, it's actually on our website, but I'm going to lead you, rather than lead you in a, you know, pray a magical prayer over you and send you on your way for the rest of the school year as a teacher and as a student. I want to give you a daily confession. And I want you to say this daily confession with me. I I actually timed how long it takes to do this. It literally only took me a minute and 45 seconds. And so what I'm going to, what what I'm hoping to do, the Bible says in the book of uh, Psalms, the writer says, uh, seven times a day, I will praise you. And so I said to my wife, my goodness, if I, if I do this seven times a day, it's only 14 minutes. I believe we all have 14 minutes that will change our lives. And so what I want you to do, hopefully it's on the screen, and I want you to say this confession with me, um, and we can start out uh, with the confession, into the daily confession, and is it up there right there? Can you see it? Okay. Uh, repeat it. Let's not, not repeat it. Let's say it together. Commanding my day, I declare that today is a good day, a God day, for this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I am blessed. I'm favored because I trust in the Lord. I'm healed because by his stripes and wounds, I was already healed. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus who loves me. For greater is he that is in me than Satan who opposes me. Everybody saying this with me? Amen. I have victory over sin because I am dead with Christ. I can do all things through Christ who gives me his strength. I have no need for Christ has already supplied them all. I am not intimidated. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, intimidation, or anxiety. God has given me his Holy Spirit of power, love, and soundness of mind. 
I am not confused. God is not the author of confusion. God is the author and the creator of peace. I have perfect peace because I trust in the Lord. I have the wisdom of God and I have the mind of Christ to learn and to make right decisions today. I am an overcomer because of the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ and the words of my own testimony, his history that comes out of my mouth. God will use me for his honor and glory because I yield myself to his Holy Spirit today. I am God's instrument of justice. I practice compassion and I walk humbly before God. Today I will not lose for God has given me the victory through Jesus Christ my Lord. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Imagine if you said that regularly, every day. Imagine how much that would change your life. You may say, Bishop, why do I have to say it? Because when you say it out of your mouth, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. What I've decided to do, I've taken my phone and I've recorded it so that I can hear this confession regularly. I, this confession regularly. I am commanding my day. No more days from hell. If there's a day that the Lord has made, trust me, there's a day that the devil has made. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I will not lose. I don't care how bad it gets. I will not lose. Because God has given me the victory through Jesus Christ, my Lord. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, he wants to come into your heart, but he cannot come without words. He needs you to invite him. So if every head is bowed and every eye is closed, or maybe you're by yourself, so you don't have to close your eyes. You can, But you know that the Holy Spirit, Jesus is tugging at your heart saying, I want, I want to walk with you through the winter that's coming. And he's not talking about so much the winter season, though the snow and the cold weather, but hard times are coming. But Jesus said, if you invite me into your life, I will be with you always, even to the end. So if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, just simply join me in this prayer. I will say it and you just simply repeat it. Repeat after me, dear Lord, I come to you and I admit that I'm a sinner. And all that means is Jesus does not live in my heart. But Lord, you said in the Bible, whoever calls on your name shall be saved. So Jesus, I'm asking you, I'm calling you, come into my heart. 
take away my sin and make me a child of God. Jesus, thank you for hearing my prayer. Right now I know that I belong to you. Amen. It's just that easy. If you've made that prayer, please email us, text us, the information on the screen. That way we can help you in your walk with the Lord. We want you to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And maybe you are saying, hey, I don't really at this point need to receive Jesus because he already lives in my life, but I am, I am struggling and, and I need prayer. I want to encourage you that after this service, we have a prayer line. We have prayer, literally prayer room, Zoom prayer rooms where you can join us in prayer. So look at the uh, address on the screen and somebody will be there to pray for you. We really believe that God answers prayer. And so we want to make sure that we're walking with you in any way we can possibly walk with you and to help you. I want to close out with a closing blessing. And maybe you want some extra time to worship with us uh, during this consecration. Uh, the praise team is going to just, we're just going to worship God. So some of you may need to step away uh, because you got other things to do, and that's fine. But we're going to spend about another five minutes after I give the closing blessing to just worship the Lord. And so put out your hands. I want to end with this blessing on your life as usual. Uh, it's found in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face to shine, grin, and beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. And may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with divine purpose and destiny for your life. I bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. Thank you for joining us. We hope that this service was a blessing. We want you to know that we are here for you. If you desire us to pray with you, please go to ptspice.org forward slash pray for me, where you can join our post-service prayer room or submit a written prayer request 